0: Welcome to the Wolf Whistle, the podcast that interviews and celebrates
1: the former players of our great club, Wolverhampton Wanderers.
0: Welcome to the Wolf Whistle. Welcome to the 64th edition of the Wolf Whistle podcast, the podcast which interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club. Today very lucky to be joined by former winger Matt Jarvis 164 league appearances for the club 19 goals between 2007 and 2012 Matt how are you mate I'm very well thank you you Yes not too bad at all not too we've just been trading notes because obviously I'm moving house soon and you was telling me about you moved house with a young baby and I'm doing the same it's a nightmare isn't it Matt <laughs>
1: I'm not going to lie to you, it's not great at all. We uh, we moved in and we had no internal doors for five months. I mean, we had a three-year-old and a newborn. It's not ideal.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) I thought you were going to make me feel better and say, yeah, you'll have a great time, but clearly not.
1: Yeah, I'm afraid not No no good news
0: here from you <laughs> oh, slippery, Cheers for that Matt. And I've got to thank you as well Because I know You still like to Obviously keep fit You're still playing And uh, I actually disturbed you In the middle of a workout This morning Didn't I Matt? <laughs> well you
1: know I've got to try I've got to keep keep ticking over going in the gym doing my bits so we had to push it back slightly
0: (laughs) brilliant brilliant well like I said Matt thank you so much for your time today we do obviously appreciate you agreeing to come on the podcast Um, and what we always do with the podcast we go right back to the start for you it's not that long um, from when you got spotted playing as a junior uh, and and which club spotted you and, and really how it progressed from there
1: yeah I was oh, I can't remember exactly how old I was but I was uh, I was spotted and I was at Millwall for I think about 7 7 years 6 7 years yeah as a kid um so I was training twice a week playing on a, a Saturday uh, and then if you didn't play on the Saturday you played on the Sunday so it was quite a you know full weekend of football um and then it got to When you're trying to get a a YTS, which like a youth team contract now, I think I don't know if you have the same sort of deal now as a a youngster. But um, I, I actually got released at at, uh, 16, told, you know, that wasn't good enough. Um, They'd signed a couple of players in my position the year before, and they said that yeah. you know, they weren't going to give me a, offer me a contract and you know at that point at time it's devastating to hear you yes. know that you're not good enough and you're not going to get given a contract and and my confidence took a took a huge knock um you know but I was very lucky in the sense that um, there was a guy called Bernie Dillon who was a dual scout at the time and was like calling me up straight away. He was like, look, we've got a game tomorrow. Um, yeah, you know, we'd love you to come down and play and train with us. And I was just at the time, I was like, do you know what, I can't, I can't do this right, right now. Yeah. Um, but luckily for me, he kept on calling. And the week later, I went, I went down and trained. And then I, I was on trial for about four or five weeks. Not going to lie, I was useless on trial. <laughs> right. I, wasn't, I wasn't great at all. Like I said, my confidence took a massive hit. Um, but luckily, in the end, I um, I got offered a youth team contract and then that was it for me. My Everything changed. Uh, confidence came back and, and sort of hit the ground running.
0: Brilliant. And I believe it was 2003 when you made <clears throat> your Gillingham debut. And was you 17, 18?
1: I was 17, yeah. Just turned 17 and... Um, and yeah, made my debut. I was we were at home against uh, Sunderland. It was an evening kickoff, and I found out later from playing with Stuart Downing that it was actually his debut for Sunderland the same same day. Um, so they had an incredible team. I think it was Julio Arca and Stuart Downing on the left, and uh, we had like Niran Noiswevi at right back, and he never ever got beat. You know, he was a you know, fantastic defender and. And they, them two were, were a joke that day, and I remember just coming on for the last like half an hour, thinking, "Wow, you know, this is like yeah. this is the big stage. You know, it's playing championship football, 17 years old, the pace, everything about it. But it was just like, right, yeah, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to keep. held more and more and
0: more of this." I mean, funnily enough, I don't want to jump the gun, and we, we, we are going to come to it later. But I believe it was Stuart Downing you come on for for England, wasn't it?
1: It was Jack Wilkeshire actually all right, I'm right Sorry on. to burst okay.
0: the bubble <laughs> <laughs> So I've got all my stats wrong <laughs> really. So I mean Yes Gillingham I didn't actually realise that, that it was in the championship You made your debut Matt
1: Yeah yeah So I did sort of like A season and a, and a, a little bit um,
0: In the championship Yeah right, So okay. it, was, uh, it, was, it was fantastic I mean I know I don't know Whether you've, you've got this But my first goal for Gillingham Was actually a one 0 win against Wolves. Oh, once and, again, I didn't um, know that. It was
1: now. when, after that, it, Dave Jones got the sack. So <laughs> I, when I signed for Wolves, everyone used to tell me like, "Oh, your goal was the one that got Dave Jones the sack." Oh, <laughs>
0: but at the time, at the time, Gillingham, we were struggling. We we were on quite a losing streak,
1: and that was a huge result for us. And yes. to make t- to score my first goal and we won one nil was was incredible and then obviously to then sign for Wolves after that was like oh yeah sorry sorry about that
0: uh, but, I mean you you had four good years at, at Gillingham obviously cut your teeth there then it was the big move to Wolves um but yeah. I wanted to find out really um you, the, the the how the interest came about from Wolves and if there was any interest from any other clubs at the time Matt
1: yeah, well, I mean, at the time, I I, yeah, I was in League One team of the year. I had quite a few clubs that were, were sort of circulating, I suppose. My yeah. agent was saying, oh, this this team, this team, this team, were are watching. Um, and I, I'd i run down my contract at Gillingham. So, effectively, I, I was not a Bosman because I was under 24, but I was sort of a compensation deal, I suppose. Yes,
0: compensation. Um, so, it was just
1: about... Um, I think that's he, about who was
0: going to sort of. Sorry, Matt. Sorry, uh, sorry. I was just referring to. It's called training compensation, isn't it? Because that was the club that you started in, in the youth team, Matt. <laughs> yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah. So uh, we didn't. We we're just waiting to sort of see what what was going to happen. Um, and then I remember. um
1: I was, I was actually going on a boys' holiday with my mates. I was going away. I, bags were packed. I was just getting in the car to go to the airport. Yeah. And uh, I got a call from my agent to say, um, uh, well, this was, I think it was a Friday, so he was like, right, Sunday, Mick McCarthy, he, uh, he wants to meet you in Portugal. He's out there and he wants you to come out and meet him. Um, and I was like, I was like, oh, okay. So I was my mates, sorry, can't come. Uh, you know, you all go. And then I'll, 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 Got a flight over to Portugal in the morning. Um, went and met Mick McCarthy. Yeah. Sat down. Uh, had sort of some food, and he sort of went through what he was looking for, um, what he wanted from a, his left winger, what you know the club was about, what what he was looking to do. And to be honest, as you know, as soon as I met him, you know, he's got that aura about him. He's got that presence. He's got you know incredible pedigree. Um, and for me, there was no. Nowhere else I wanted to go after meeting him. And uh, I literally had the meeting, flew straight back, went straight up to Molyneux, and um, Dave Bowman showed me round, and uh, that was it. The deal was done pretty much straight away. And I actually, believe it or not, um, signed my deal uh, and got a lift with the club secretary, Richard, to, I got the lift with him and his wife to the airport, got on the same flight with him (laughs) to Marbella, and then uh, he went one way, and I went (laughs) the other way to meet my mates.
0: (laughs) Absolute winner, so it was a lads holiday trip to Marbella that obviously got curtailed, but, I mean, going over to Portugal to meet Mick, you must have thought, listen, this, you know, it's a big club, and when, when you got to the stadium, I bet you was pretty much bowled over.
1: It was it was fantastic. That's what I say. As soon as I met Mick, yeah, you know, that, that I knew that that was where I wanted to go. And then obviously, then after that, going to the stadium and being like, wow, you know, the training ground was incredible. It was just just been done. It was uh, I was the first signing of um, Steve Morgan's sort of tenure. Oh, so wow, okay. it was So it was like it was just a fantastic uh, fantastic opportunity for me. And then to then go and
0: celebrate by going on a last holiday was was amazing. Oh, absolutely <laughs> brilliant. I mean. Listen, a huge move to, to Wolves at the time. It's 2007, um, and, and really, I'll be honest, Matt, there was a few supporters at that time who hadn't heard of some of these players, yourself, Michael Kightley, Um and, and we really did hit the ground running with such a good young team, didn't we?
1: Yeah, that's that's what Mick was sort of saying. He was building, he had no sort of budget. He was building a young, hungry team that, you know... the. None of us had really played at that level yeah. before, and we, we were all hungry to do well, all hungry to succeed, and and climb the climb the table, climb the the leagues, really. And uh that's exactly what we did we had such a good team spirit and that's that's all down to the manager picking the players picking the you know the the personalities and, and getting everyone working in the in the right direction and, and we had that it was just such an enjoyable squad you know going every day with a smile on your face
0: yes yeah and and I think what was important for Mick Matt and we did have a chat on the uh, earlier before we started uh, recording um what was important for Mick as well he brought the the right, sort of players in um and 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 yourself look you're one of them no fuss players you know managers know what they're going to get from you you're not going to cause you know you're not going to be bowling around the training ground in the stadium giving it the big one they know you're going to help the younger players they know exactly what they're getting and i think for mick it was important that he got the sort of players that conducted themselves well off the pitch as obviously doing the business on it
1: yeah, that's that's exactly how he run his ship. You know, that was that was perfect, and and he did that. You look at the players that he signed at the time. You know, he had the experienced players that were, were there when we, you know, first joining. He had Gary Breen, he had Jody Craddock. You know, yeah. these these types of players that were, you know role models to me Jody was just uh, amazing um, you know yeah. I shared a room with him you know it, he was he was standing professional and you know it was people like him that helped the rest of us you know the young lads that were there you had Richard Stim and uh, me kites you know um, Dave Edwards, Sam Vokes you know look at players like that that were coming in um, foals you know, that were the that young lads that hadn't really experienced too much and then you had the the people like Carl Henry Jody, you know, the, the more experienced ones that were just helping us in certain situations, and it was it, everything worked. It was everything gelled together.
0: And, and, and just before the Wolves move, Matt, were, were there any other clubs that, that could have potentially hijacked the deal?
1: Uh, th- I mean, th- there was a, there was a couple that were potential. Um, I think Forest were 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 close. So I actually, when I flew, when I actually flew to. Portugal to meet Mick I I met my agent at at the hotel just around the corner from where we were meeting um, uh, Mick and uh, in the hotel they were having a uh, all of the clubs were having a meeting so there was like the Nottingham Forest um, like chief exec there was loads of other like the clubs that were all sort of interested all having a meeting like a league's meeting in that hotel so it it looked well well dodgy that I was I was there but it was um it was, for me, was from just, like I said, meeting Mick, there was no other place that I wanted to.
0: And I, I still speak to Mick now. He's one of the, well, probably the best manager I've worked with. Um, yes. yeah.
1: he, he's. I've got such a admiration for what he's done for me and for what he does. Him and Terry Connor, his whole backroom staff, to be honest, they, they they had such an influence in my career. And uh, he, he's certainly... Uh, yeah, one of the best I've
0: worked with. Yeah, I was All going the, to come—not yeah, the best. I was going to come on to that really. Your relationship with with Mick and TC because we did a podcast with with Teddy Connor a few months back, and he was very honest in what he had to say um, about his time at the club. And once again, you know, he worked under so many different managers. He, he gelled with Mick, um, and then he's obviously followed Mick throughout his career, and they've continued to work together. So, what was your relationship like with, with, with those guys, and how important was they to the nucleus of that squad that got promoted?
1: It, it was huge. They had such a good, you know, between the two of them, they were like good cop, bad cop sometimes. It was yeah. it was just brilliant. You know, Terry, he he was one of them guys that he would just love to work. So before training, he'd be like, come on, Java, let's go out and let, let's do some crossing. Let's work on your cutting in and shooting. Let's work on your left foot crossing. Let's work on positioning. And, you know, and I'd be like, yeah, definitely, let's go. And then we'd, we'd work all through before training, and then meet up with the lads after they finish the warm up. And who else was who? Who else did I you know w- that would be better suited for me to do all of my training and working with? When you had Tony Daly as the fitness coach, yes. he was like exactly what I wanted to be. You know, yeah, he's a yeah. left wing, right foot playing on the left. Uh, absolutely rapid. You know, worked so hard on his game, and then he, he he you know give me hints and tips and work on me in the gym. You know, so the whole the whole team that Mick had put together would just they just work so well together. And yes. you know, Terry, I still speak to TT now all the time. Actually, even even I just messaged and spoke to him about yeah moving to Cardiff for the minute. He's Are you
0: trying
1: to get a contract. He's someone that just <laughs> he just he, he just loves loves. Um, Working with players and yes. trying to improve them And and he, him and Well everyone, Mick and Tony Daly They all had a huge influence On, on my progression at, at Wolves
0: Oh of course, I mean That's interesting what you say actually Matt Because you was a left winger um, And a lot of left wingers are actually right footed Aren't they?
1: There they are. Well, I, I am actually right-footed, but I worked so
0: hard on my left, yeah. um, even when I started at Gillingham, because I started, I played left wing, because
1: at the time they played sort of a 4-3-1-2, a yes. so and the left winger was the one that played in the in the diamond, and he, he would just sort of comic filling in left wing and then go up to the middle, and he got injured, and so that was the spot that was filled, and I played just left left midfield and then eventually it worked that you know we just played with a 442 and played with wingers and that's how I sort of got into the left and um, and that's where where it all went for me and I, I just had to work hard on the training ground, progressing my left foot and getting the crossing so you know I've heard a lot of people have said that they
0: still think I'm left-footed which is a massive compliment to yeah, uh, yeah. the people that have helped me walk on on my left foot Brilliant, brilliant. And that, that championship winning side, oh eight, oh nine. I mean, what what a really special season that was, Matt.
1: It's probably my most enjoyable season of football. Um, don't get me wrong, you know, playing in the Premier League week in, week out is, is the best thing in the world. But as just for like, you know, Saturday, Saturday or Saturday, Tuesday, coming off the pitch, winning, playing, you know, such entertaining football. Yeah. And at the end of it, you know, winning the trophy... Having that amazing experience of you know lifting the trophy everyone in the crowd out on the pitch, yeah you know, just the whole thing that the team bonding the everything we used to go out as as a group of lads and it wasn't just one or two it was the whole squad you know it yes. was that that camaraderie that that pulled us through and um yeah, even even to, to be fair, even you know, at the end of the season, you look at it was just amazing experience to go out and win the win the league as the way we did in the yeah uh, the the style of football and to lift the trophy and to have have that is just it just incredible year of football um, and we we as a, as a group of lads we all still speak I think that's what shows what I, what a close group of of players we were at mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, it's, it's, they're such good lads, and uh, it was a pleasure
0: to play with them all. I mean, I, from from a supporter's point of view, Matt. Um, listen, we we, we knew when, when we made some of the signings. You know, we knew there were some decent players, and the the 0708 season yes we could see a bit of promise but i don't think even we expected to win the league as emphatically and in the style that we did and i think that made it sort of all the more all the more special for us and some of the players you played with you've mentioned the experienced players in in Jody Credic etc but from a winger's point of view We've got you on the left hand side. We've got Michael Kite on the right hand side. We've got the centre forwards up front, Sylvan Ebanks, Blake, and Chrissy Willomo. I mean, that is literally, as a wing gap, that's a dream for you, isn't it? It was. But that's
1: how we played. We were 4 4 2. Get it wide, get cross in the box, cut inside, shoot. And that's, that's what we had. You know, yeah. Andy Keir. As well, and Sam Vokes—they were vital in in parts as well. And we, what, yeah, what a squad we had. You know, right at the start of the season, I think at the start of the second season. Sorry, you know, I remember we were on pre-season tour, and we were, we'd added like I think we'd added Sylvan and Sam Vokes, and no, not Sylvan, Sam Vokes and Chris Willoomo. I yeah. think they were the, the signings that summer. And you know, we were in pre-season, and we're we're. We're going to fly this year. We've got such a good squad, yeah. and we're you know everyone's gelling together. You know after that first season where we still played really well, but the disappointment of missing out on the playoffs by you know a goal, I think it was. So yeah, you're like we 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 sort of knew we had something special, and we we just went out every week and just knew we would blast away teams and and score goals, and it was just about you know trying to keep that consistency of. of Clean sheets because we knew we were always going to be a threat going forward. And as you said, me on one with kites on the other, we had a Sylvan um, looms up front, and then Keo and, and Voxy that were <laughs> coming on to incredible, incredible squad.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know. He... Mick sometimes gets a little bit of criticism about what people see as an antiquated style of football, but I don't think it was. And in that particular time, we really did play to our strengths. And like you said, using the wingers, using the strikers and and, and look how effective it was. I think part of the problem was obviously when we get into the Premier League, there's not the investment there. And for you, Matt, um, and, and players like Kites, it must be so difficult to go from such an attacking, winning mentality to all of a sudden, um, but you know, finding yourself with a lot less possession in games and, and under a lot more pressure?
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's the difference between the championship and the Premier League. Yeah. You know, you you're coming up Against world class players, week in week out, in every single position, so you, we knew we couldn't play that style of football in the Premier League because we we would get beat. Um, yes. You know, it was it was a matter of you had to change formation, which we went to a sort of more of a a four five one or a four three three. I suppose you'd you'd want to class it as, but. It meant that, you know, the likes of the wide players, you had to tuck in, you had to help your full-backs, you have to be defensive-minded because we didn't have the ball as much as we did in the Championship and and we had to be more secure, we had to be more resilient to, you know, not conceding goals, but we still had the licence to get forward and and try and uh, score and try to, you know... Take players on and, and put crosses in the box, and it, it's just the, the biggest thing. The difference from the Championship to the Premier League is in the Championship you get less time in the ball, but it's sort of easier to do something with, if that makes sense. Yes. you know, you people are flying in, so you can nip round them and, and you know put crosses and get a shot off. In the Premier League, you get much more time on the ball, but it's so much harder to do anything with it. Yeah, you you get the ball, you go to put a cross in, and then all of a sudden the defender's closer and you blocks the cross, but then. You know, you you can get the ball in turn but then you you can't get right around them because they're quicker they're stronger it's just it's it's just knowing what you need to do and positional and you have to adapt your game yeah. and that's what that's what I you know for me that's what I had to I had to learn and and uh, maneuver and and sort of adapt how I how I played and and I think you know for me personally I, I felt like I sort of hit the ground running in the Premier League. I loved playing yes. against the, the best players in the world um, and testing myself out. I, I, every opportunity I got, you know, the, especially the manager and everyone would be like, take him on, take him on. And I, I you know, especially the crowd at home. Yeah, Everyone, as soon as I got the ball, would be like, "Oh my God It's just, yeah, why not turn it down? Yeah, I'd love taking them on and trying to yes. get across it and try and get a shot off. It was, it was enjoyable for me.
0: I mean, to be honest, Matt, that is a side of football which sometimes I don't think is expressed enough now. And it's all about possession, you know, keeping the ball. And it's a very different style and brand of football at Wolves now, obviously a very successful um, uh, brand of football. But you're quite right, as a winger especially, you do want to get the ball, you do want to beat a player and you do want the crowd and, and your manager especially behind you willing you on to be able to, you know, give you a free reign if you like. Yeah,
1: I think the, the the thing when there's different to uh, when we were playing to now is, you know, the opportunities that we didn't have the ball as much, and when it was an opportunity for me to get the ball and and to get us as a team up the pitch or take someone on, it was vital that I did it because it gives the rest of the lads a bit of a breather, yeah. the defence a bit of a breather, gets us up the pitch. If I take someone on and it goes out for a crowing, goes out for a corner, we all get up the pitch and we all sort of, you know, have a bit of a breather or, yes. you know, I get an opportunity to, to score or get someone else to score. So that was that was the difference from like now to, to when we were playing. Now, you, you, know, we, they, you know, the teams have got fantastic quality all the way through it and, yeah. you know, you know that you're going and get you know 10 15 chances to get the ball and and take someone on whereas back then yeah i could potentially get it once and and that would be my chance to do something with it so i oh, wasn't yes. going to turn it down
0: and, and to be honest that 0 9 10 season we finished 15th yes I, i'm sure the remit at the start of the season was stay in the league um so it actually wasn't too bad a season was it it was a massive
1: success yeah a massive success so i think you know people underestimate what what we did as a as a team you know finishing 15th in the first season it you know, was was huge y- yes. you know, you look at the, the, the seasons before the people you know they got promoted and went straight back down you know it was a massive massive success to to stay in the premier league in that first season and and we did it not saying comfortably but mm, yeah. we we you know 15th it was a, it was a fantastic season
0: yeah yeah and, and then the following season once again 17th to stay in the premier league for 3 years uh, and and look we wasn't spending big money but the signings that, um, that that Mick was making, you know, there were some cute signings, um, Stephen Fletcher, um, players like that where um, you, you, you could see that, that you know, he, he, he spotted the player. And I just personally thought, once again, the 15th place was a fantastic achievement. And even the 17th place, yes, it took us to the last game of the season and we was all on the edge of our seats. But two good seasons there, Matt.
1: It was exciting, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, not a, half.
1: <laughs> a, a, a roller coaster that last game. I can uh, now the times it changed to uh, positions in the league. But the, I think you know, for me, you know, signing like Kevin Doyle when we played yes. in that system, he was fantastic oh. in that uh, that one. Yeah, you know, being able to you know run the channel, hold up play. Yeah, you, know, uh, you know, the two you know making sure that he he on his own was was occupying the two centre-halves, he did a
0: fantastic oh, job um, completely. and and then Stephen Fletcher, I had a fantastic
1: relationship with him yes. on the pitch um, and off the pitch but on the pitch you know if, if I just remember that season I think he was top scorer he won the golden boot and at the end of the season we had the awards night and I remember sort of sitting on the opposite Table to him, watching him, and he, you know, they showed all his goals, and i would be looking at him going, "That's me, yep, yeah, yeah, another you know, assist, that's another assist. that was me." <laughs> but we just had that relate, you know, had that relationship. Everyone knew, you know, if I got the ball and I was cutting back, you knew where the ball was going. The ball was going; it was either coming, you know, across you uh, across the box, and if it missed, everyone it was going in at the far post. If I was going down the line and it was a foot race, I was dinking it to the far post, and Fletch just knew this, and he was so good in the air that. If I if I nicked a yard and I, I was putting it into that area, he was there, and he yes. he just it was just a just a really good relationship, and it worked straight away for us.
0: And to be honest, Matt, you chipped in with your fair share of goals too, didn't you? There was the the one at, uh, ironically at West Ham. There was the one against Villa. Yeah, yeah. So yeah the,
1: there was, it was it was yeah. I, I, that's what something that you know I knew I needed to improve. I needed to score more goals rather than just you know trying to create so that was a that was a thing that i worked on you know <laughs> religiously yes. to be honest in training to to chip in with more goals and and i was able to do that and it's you know that that's that's the aim of the game isn't it you need to be scoring goals you need to be assisting in, in the position that i played
0: yeah and i i think I, I agree with kevin doyle it was such a shame really because such a talented player but he did that role so well he was up front on his own like you said he'd hold the ball up and sometimes from the fans point of view it's a little bit frustrating because you know uh, but, but what can you do you know you, you've got to keep possession he's got you know one player up top but he did such a lot of work didn't he Matt?
1: He did he was he was exceptional I was it you know he, he, like I said he, he occupied the two centre halves if the ball went over the top you knew that at least he was going to fight he was going to hold position up for you or if not he would would make sure that they didn't Get it, and it was an easy pass out, and it made the team be able to get up the pitch. It's not just an onslaught the whole time. Yes. He was he was incredible for the way that we played, and you know, yes, he, he he would have loved to have scored more goals, but he still scored vital goals for us, wow. and and just the way that the way that he played main, meant that the rest of us could could do what we needed to do in the team. He, oh, yes. he he made it so he would hold the ball up so I could get up the pitch, to then I could get hold of the ball in the higher end of the in in the opposition half, so I could do. My thing in that And then and, and he would try And then get in the box And that was That was the way That we had to Had to work as a team You know It was sacrifice For the team And, and he was Integral to that
0: Yeah absolutely Absolutely um, That 2010-2011 season Two huge accolades We'll talk about The, the first one um, Well actually Probably come after Which was the, the Players player Of the year Now Matt As a player Yes it's great To get the fans Player of the year But to get an award from your fellow professionals that you've been playing with that that really is it doesn't get much better does it 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 doesn't
1: it's it's such an it's an honor to to get the award when the rest of your teammates uh, are thinking that you've you know you've you've been the Star performer that season. It's it's a fantastic honour. Um, so I was absolutely delighted to, to receive that, and you know, thank thank everyone for their for their uh, for their yeah. votes. I suppose it was just it, it was a great
0: season for me personally, uh, yes. and for the and for the team. Yeah, you know, so it was just. Um, yeah, you know, it was. It's, it's really, really you know, nice to to receive something like that. So I was very pleased. Good, good. And the, the biggest accolade um, came on the. You don't need me to remind you of this match. 29th ninth <laughs> of March, two thousand and eleven. Uh, England played Garner at Wembley. Eighty thousand one hundred and two people in attendance. You made your debut. I mean, I, I, how how proud. How proud must you be, Matt, to, to, to obviously be at the walls, get your England debut? I mean, this really is the pinnacle, isn't it?
1: It's it's just a dream come true, isn't it? it yeah. For everyone as a kid, you know, you dream of playing for your country, and I was no different. It was just, it's the, you know, it is the pinnacle. Like you say, it's the pinnacle of, of, of my sport, and that's what I wanted to do, and, and I was so... Delighted that I was able to do it, and and the amount of people that you know, I'm, I'm I'm very lucky in the sense that you know, my my cap I know unfortunately it was only the one but it, my cap was at Wembley in front of as you say just over eighty thousand people all my yeah. friends and family were there you know,
0: I know you were there yeah well. tell that story the, in a <laughs> the, the amount, yeah the, the amount of Wolves fans that have spoke to me and told me that they were there
1: and it's just it's it's just a dream come true to be able to have played. At Wembley for your country and everyone that you sort of, yeah, you know, basically everyone that you know that was there. It was just uh, such an incredible, surreal experience, and and I, and I really enjoyed the game. You know, I played about 25 minutes. I got yeah. quite a few crosses
0: in corners, in few tackles. It was. Um, it was just an incredible experience
1: for something I'm very, very, very proud of.
0: I mean, listen, Matt. No one can take that away from you, but the, 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 you know, obviously, short-lived. And as a player, you get to that level, you think, right? You, you do naturally. You do want to play as many games as possible for your country, don't you?
1: You do. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You, I can't. I can't tell you that. I went onto that pitch and thought, yeah, I've done it. I don't need to do it anymore. You get the taste for it and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. You want to be doing it as much as you possibly can. So it's something that, yeah, not a regret. I, I I felt like I still played exception, I probably even I probably played slightly better. <laughs> to be honest, that <laughs> towards the end after that after that season that I um, yeah you know, it would have been nice to have, to have got back in. But you look at the talent that was uh, on you know at that time. The wide players that were available for selection were, were incredible. You oh, know, yeah, Aaron Lennon, Thea Wilcott, Stuart Downing, um, James Milner, um, Ashley Young. Yeah, was, I'm probably forgetting other people as well. It's just such a incredible amount of, of, of wide players to, So for me to get in, in front of them at the time was was a huge honour.
0: Yeah, and like you said, I know tens of, of Wolves fans that went down that match, uh, and myself included. Because look, we was all excited. The last person before you was Steve Ball in 1989. So you know we've had to wait another. 12 years for this, um, actually no, hang on, let me work my dates out, 22 years, <laughs> out. God, so we've had to wait 22 years for another for another player, Matt, to play for England, and the story goes, I went down without a ticket, I couldn't get a ticket for love nor money, so we tried our luck with the tout, and, um, which I'm not particularly proud of by the way, and it, it completely backfired on me, because we ended up, was we had to flip a coin for either Club Wembley, or A place in the Garner end, and I knew when that coin was spinning in the air, I didn't even look to where it landed. I just got the ticket off him, the Garner ticket, and I walked off and it landed. And yes, I was in the Garner end, and um, it was interesting. But listen, Matt, I got to see you make your England debut, so it didn't bother me. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you what, the Garner fans are were incredible, weren't oh, they? It's, it was incredible. Ah, oh, the noise! I remember because in Wembley, there's these huge escalators, and I, I remember going up in the escalators, and you know, I, I got in t- the, it was like a wall of noise in these Ghanaians, They had, um, they had these like the Vuvuzela things. It, the noise was just incredible, and I'm just literally in the middle of it, um, willing for you to come on and uh, and do your stuff. So it was a it was a great night though Matt. <laughs> it certainly was. Absolutely certainly was. brilliant night. Um the next season, you know, we got relegated, but once again, three seasons in the Premier League, Matt. Um it but it's a tough one to take, isn't it? Especially after two, you know two seasons where we've stopped up. It has been difficult, but you know, we we we've played a style of football which has clearly been effective enough to keep us in the league. That eleven twelve season, finishing bottom, it is a tough one to take, isn't it, Matt?
1: It's gutting. It, it's completely gutting. Um, yeah. you, know, you know, you never, you never want to be relegated at all. Um, no. But it's it's such a tough league. We we tried ev- absolutely everything. Um, you know, the team, um, and it's just a real disappointment. Um, but I suppose on a on a personal level, after you know, you, you look at I think it was the last thirteen games of the season.
0: Yeah,
1: I think I scored seven goals. Um, it was just something. You know, I was just desperate to try and do everything possible for the whole yes. time, really, to, to try and keep the club up. And unfortunately, it just wasn't to be. Um, I was. I was. I think, you know, like everyone, honestly, we were go that Mick got Mick Mick got sacked. Yes. Um, yes. I feel like yeah, he 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 would have given us. You know, TC is a fan. Absolutely, I, I love TC. Brilliant. I just think that with with Nick and TC, I think that if even if they, them two stayed till the end of the season, I, I really think we would have had a, a, a another chance of, of of trying to stay up.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, you, I don't expect you to comment on this match, but as Wolves fans. Mick McCarthy got sacked on a knee-jerk reaction. Look, we didn't want to lose 5-1 to West Brom. We did. It was a one-off. He got sacked on a knee-jerk. <clears throat> yes, they've got, at the time, I believe it was Alan Kirbishley who was tipped to come in, etc. Never happened. Um, Teddy got the job, the impossible job, against all odds. And he even said himself in the podcast that it was, it was going to be difficult to do on his own, let alone without Mick. Um, there was wrong decisions made at the top for that, but as players, you've just got to carry on the best you can for for TC.
1: Yeah, and that's what we did. You yeah. you look, I think you you look when when he's taken over, everyone is, is is tried. You look at you look at the results. I think the performances were there. Yeah, yeah, we we did perform for TC. Just unfortunately, it's just silly goals that we conceded that that cost us. But. Yes. You know, it, it wasn't from the lack of trying, and that that's for sure.
0: Oh, definitely not. Now, at the end of that season, you're still only 26 at this point, Matt. You joined Wolves at 21. Um, you're 26. Big move to West Ham in the Premier League. Um, you was there for four years, 2012 to 2016. Five-year deal, £7.5 million. I believe they paid for you, and it, and it rose to £10 million, or I believe over £10 million, and it was their club record fee at the time. I mean... Once again, moves don't get much bigger than that, With Matt?
1: No. To 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 be to be fair, it was it was a huge you know club record signing. Come with its pressures, and uh, you know West Ham's a. It is a huge club, um, you know. London club, it gets so much attention as well. And and for me, it was just it was the perfect. You know, I wanted to play in the Premier League, can try and get back in the English squad, and to to play, you know, to play at the highest possible level I I, I could. And and I felt that you know I, I'd I'd I suppose earned the right to to get myself another chance in the Premier League. And you know, for West Ham to pay their club record fee showed that. Uh, that hopefully, yeah, that that that, that was uh, it was a good deal for Wolves. It was a good yeah. deal for, for for West Ham. So I I was um, i was delighted to get back and play in the Premier League.
0: And I don't think any Wolves fan, Matt, can begrudge you with that on the basis that, like I said, you conducted yourself brilliantly on the pitch and off the pitch. It was a good deal for Wolves financially, and on the basis that you've got an England cap, you know, nobody can begrudge you wanting to, you know, still continue that dream and play for as long in the Premier League as you can.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I, as you said, I, I, I did everything I possibly could uh, at Wolves. I, you know, I did all the preseason. I played couple, first couple of games. I, as you say, conducted myself. Uh, and you know, the the last at the last minute, it was that the offer was accepted, and and I would uh, I would move to West Ham. And yeah. I, as as I've, I've we've spoken many many times, I absolutely loved my time at Wolves. It's yeah you know, it's it probably the most important years in my football career i yeah. suppose in the sense that you know I, I went there maybe not as an unknown but more not really been played in it in the league as much in the championship and and what what I you know uh, as a as a club and me personally what I developed and then to leave after being playing for England and uh, spent 3 years in the Premier League was was absolutely incredible and obviously the the squad that the togetherness and everything about it was just so enjoyable and the friends friends that we made as well me and my wife the friends we made up in the in the Midlands uh, uh, yeah, you know, we they're so we're still so close to them oh, as well. Lovely. So it's, it was just a perfect, um, perfect time in our lives, and uh, yeah, was was really really uh, an amazing time at Wolves. but you know, for me, I, I had to carry on and had to play in the Premier League and continue my career.
0: Yes, I mean, I actually come. You remember, come uh, and watched you play for for West Ham. And and you know, what's interesting now is obviously when you started, it was Upton Park, wasn't it? Yeah, it was.
1: It's. Was, um, I mean, I've I've had the luxury of playing for the away team and the home team, and it's 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 a it's a really great pace to play. Yes. Um if you're in a away if you're a away player like when we when we were at wolves when I was at wolves and uh, we won there and I scored and we were on yeah. live on sky it was such a massive win for
0: us but oh, you could sense the atmosphere was just amazing obviously the home fans weren't particularly pleased,
1: but the away fans the whole because you' so close to the pitch it was just yes. an incredible atmosphere and then obviously signing there um you know being club record signing and being out there you know the the chicken run you've got everything there that's just everyone's on top of you it was just a fantastic atmosphere so it was uh you know really enjoyable and for me the first season my first season there my last season at Wolves, I think I put the most crosses in in Europe and the most successful crosses in in, in Europe. So really? it was a huge success. And you know, the first season at, at West Ham when when they got promoted via the playoffs, that first season we finished tenth. It's a huge, yeah. huge achievement. So. Yeah. It was a, It was a huge success for me
0: oh absolutely I mean, you was there for, for four years, I believe Matt, and then it was to, to Norwich and uh, we spoke about this as well before the podcast you're still a young man i mean you're thirty four years of age now you've always kept yourself very very fit, but the football is such a short career it's literally gone in a heartbeat isn't it. <laughs>
1: It is it is <laughs> I remember as a kid you know being in the youth team at, at Gilliam and or just making my debut at seventeen and all the pros be like you know, just sort of, you know, enjoy it, but, you know, it goes so quickly, you'll blink and you'll be, you know, your career will be gone, and I, you know, you're, you, yeah, 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 whatever, no whatever, about. and I, 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 yeah, I, stand here talking to you now at 34 going, I can't believe it, I'm 34 <laughs> years old. <laughs> it just goes so quickly, because you're just, it's relentless, every day you, you're, you're drilled, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's funny, you know, like, during lockdown my wife, you know, said, do you want me to, like, write you down an artillery, because you're just you're just programmed you know someone tells you what time to do this what yes. to do where to do it and you just go and do it that you're you're drilled and yeah it's just i've done it for god i don't know 16 17 years religiously as a professional it's just it's it's just what what you love yeah. so it's uh it but it just goes so 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 quick
0: and for i think That's it, Matt. It is such a regimented industry, such a regimented career, you know, and and the bigger you get, uh, the bigger club you get to, I should say, the more it is regimented on on what you eat, what you do daily, everything's laid out, etc. Rightly so. Um, But but then that must be very difficult then. Four great years at West Ham, four years at Norwich. You're playing in the conference now at Woking. Once again, very, very good standard. But it, 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 it must be, um it, it, you know, obviously the lower you get down the food chain effectively, it, it, it things do change and things are different, aren't they? And you very quickly have to <laughs> accustom to the life you're now into.
1: Yeah, very, very true. Very true. That You know, you, everyone aspires to be playing at the very top. And when you get to the very top, You've got to work even harder. It's not you get there and you're like, oh, fantastic. You get there and you're like, oh my god, I need to, I need to work even harder because to, when you get to the top, to stay at the top, it's 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 really difficult. So, and then obviously now, you know, I'm at Woking. It's a fantastic opportunity for me yes. to, you know, I all I wanted to do was play football. I had a few bad years, injury wise, at Norwich, which I'm I'm absolutely gutted about because I started so well. Yeah. And it was like a new lease of life for me there and the club was is, is great the fans were, were were really really good and, and obviously now they're you know, they're back up and flying which is which is really good um but for me personally it was it was the toughest time in my whole career um mentally and physically uh it was it was really difficult um i was pretty much told by the specialists that that i you know i, I was probably gonna have to retire but I, uh, I wasn't going to have it. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I made sure that I got what
0: myself back. What was
1: the injury, Matt? If you don't mind me asking. I well, unfortunately, uh, it all started when I decided to do my first proper tackle in football, and <laughs> I block tackled Yaya Yaya Toure, and he and he, he broke me.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah, I was going to so, say uh, you wasn't known for your, uh, for your tackling, to be honest. But,
1: exactly. Um... I don't know why I decided to start then, but yeah. So no, I had I had my medial. Uh, I played the rest of the season with my medial and unfortunately I was like I can't carry on it and it was too sore and then I had the operation and they were like, oh yeah it's because it's not attached properly. But on the scans, it shows that it was fine. But when they opened me up, it was like, oh, yeah, it's not attached. So I had the operation. I got myself back fit. My first training session, I sort of cut inside, had a shot, and I got smashed on my ankle. And then again, because I was out for so long with my knee, I was like, no, no, it's all right, it's all right. Had scans, and they were like, oh, it's all right, it's just information. So I had jab after jab after jab. And it just, it wasn't the same. It it was so sore. And then in the end, I was just like, I can't take it anymore. I had the operation just to have a little scope to see what, you know, just have a clean up. I thought I'd be out for about four weeks. And then I come around from the op and they were like, oh, yeah, you you know, as soon as we opened you up, we touched the cartilage and it all fell off. So I had like two centimetres by two Mm -hmm. centimetres by two centimetres. that was an area with no cartilage, so I was bone on bone. So I had to have like a microfracture. And I was out for about eight, nine months um, in the end. And it was just an absolute disaster.
0: Uh-uh.
1: And then coming back coming back from that, I then picked up IT band friction syndrome because of all of the, my biomechanics had changed from my operations were all on my right side. So I had to have another cleanup on that. And it was just a disaster, to be honest. And I was... I was uh, <laughs> I was up, sort of. I was up in Norwich on my own. My wife, we just we had a um, our son, and yeah. um, you know, it was just for for, for I suppose ease um, with looking after a kid. My wife was back down south. I was yes. sort of up on up in Norwich, determined to do as much as I possibly could to get myself fit and concentrating on that. And it was a very difficult time, but
0: I can believe I it. I got myself,
1: I got myself back fit, and. Uh, time you know I had a really good relationship with Daniel Farker um, but he was he just sort of spoke to me uh, Walsall come in and said they wanted me to go on loan and he sort of said you yeah, know as a person I want you to stay because you're brilliant around the club you've you train hard you do everything but uh, sorry as a manager he wants me to stay but as a per- yes. person he thinks you know for me I needed to go out and play football and yes. enjoy getting back into it and he couldn't offer me that so I was like you're spot on and I went on to Walsall and played played I think it was 11-12 games and absolutely loved it and uh, and then yeah my uh, my time at Norwich was, was up and um, I was then sort of in the position that I I sort of didn't have a club and it's the f- first time in about 16 years that I was in that position and then yeah. unfortunately for me I found out what a, a cruel sort of industry it is and yeah. um, it uh, ended up I had a few clubs that had offered and promised me bits and pieces that sort of didn't materialise and then I got a call from Martin Tyler who I at the time was doing starting to do a bit of media work and I thought oh, God, what's this I'm going to do a bit on Sky and he was yeah. like uh, oh no I don't know if you know but I'm the assistant manager at Woking, and I was like wow I did not know that and then oh, I didn't you, know that. you know it was I didn't know yeah so he's the assistant manager at Woking, he was like look we'd love for you to come down I know you're a local lad and it'll be brilliant and i was just like do you know what i've worked too hard to get myself back fit um I, you know, as, as you will know I've, I've just moved into a new house i've got yeah. had two kids i was like i'm not moving anywhere and this was the perfect opportunity for me so i snapped it up and, and for
0: you matt now the, the point i want to make really is um you, you've lived your life right off the pitch you've always looked after yourself you're still very fit um, but but sometimes injuries, you know, it doesn't matter how 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 well you you look after yourself. I, I, if an injury happens, there's, there's there's literally nothing. You don't want to be injured, and it can change things very very quickly. Especially for a winger like yourself, who's a very technical player. You're always on the move. You, you've got to rely on your pace and trickery. It it is it does change your game, doesn't it?
1: It's very hard. Like I, I think you can ask, I know, you know, uh, from the outside looking in, you can say, oh, he's injured or, you know, some player, oh, he's injured again. He, Was he? Yeah. No, I can tell you no player wants to be injured. And the worst part about it is most of the clubs now, you look at where the gym is, it looks out onto the training pitch. And yeah. so you're forever doing all your work on your own in the gym, looking out on everyone else training. It's demoralising. So yeah. it's like, you're like, right, oh, come on, there's... Do everything we possibly can to get back out with, with the with the rest of the lads and and back on the pitch it's 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 the worst thing in football is is being injured so you know it, it's so hard to get yourself back fit and you work so hard but you know sometimes it's just it's just not to be like my injury was unfortunately both of them were impact injuries so it's not anything that i could have prevented yes. so it's you know i could do everything possible in the gym which I've done It's If you get caught in an impact injury There's nothing you can do about it
0: No And from your point of view now I suppose 34 years of age um, You're you now training twice a week Playing a Saturday I suppose with, with a couple of young kids it, it does suit you down to the ground Doesn't it Matt? It's brilliant
1: Honestly the club's great you know, The manager's He's hes trying desperately to get uh, The club now into a full time basis yeah. um, You know, it's, it's Hopefully it's really going to improve everything and for me at the moment you know as you said it's a couple of couple of nights uh, games on a saturday well at the minute it's the games on a saturday and tuesday because they're coming thick and fast yes. uh, which is great and uh, yeah and and, and we'll, see, we'll see how it goes I'm, I'm really enjoying it but i'm also really enjoying um being able to you know, do a lot of the media work as well which is which has really been Uh, Sort of like an an eye-opener, I suppose And something that I didn't really know whether I'd wanted to do But I find myself definitely thinking that this this could be something That I really would like to get into after I'm finished
0: Well, Matt, I mean, to be honest, you don't need me to tell you But obviously, you know, you you do speak very well So I'm sure there's a fantastic opportunity for that Especially with all your experience as a player Um, What's also interesting, Matt, uh, a point I meant to mention earlier You come from a very sporting family, don't you?
1: Yeah, it's uh, yeah. That, not loads of people know this because I never we never really sort of said, but yeah, my mum and dad were both um, both England number one table tennis players. Uh, my mum won the European mixed doubles uh, with Desmond Douglas many yeah. moons ago. Um, so it was uh, it was something that they never really pushed me and my brother into, but um, it was uh, yeah fantastic um, being able to we we my, me and my brother went around when they were both still playing, but. You know, VHS. I suppose it is now. Um, seeing videos, and yeah. uh, my dad was the England coach for about thirty years. Okay, in, you know, Commonwealths and all sorts as as the coach. So they had their own business. So we used to travel to table tennis tournaments with them as kids. You know, and they'd take all of the bats and rubbers and tables. And we every chance we got, we used to just jump on the table in between matches and play. So it was uh, it was awesome, to be honest. But I'm not saying I, I'm I'm great. But, I was going to say yeah, you any me, good. Give, give me thirty minutes of a warm up and then well, that's that's one of the funny stories that when I was in England, they all used to play table tennis and I just sort of sat there and didn't play for the first bit and then yeah. I uh, I played a couple of games, wasn't very good, got beat and then I had like another sort of like twenty minutes of of playing and then after that I didn't get beat and I, and then the next day everyone found out about <laughs> well, my mum and dad and I got battered. Yeah,
0: a bit of inside information. <laughs> yeah. Oh brilliant Absolutely brilliant So like I said Matt You're still a young man What does the What does the future hold for you Yes you might do A bit of media work And, and you want to You want to That's an area You definitely want to explore would, the, would there ever be a, a possibility Of any coaching Or management Matt Or, or is that not your bag um,
1: Well uh, Again It wasn't something That I I've I thought about As as a As a youngster But you know My time at Norwich As, as well I've I've So I've done all my badges I've done my uh, Level to, I've done my UEFA B so there's there's potential to do that um, so I've, I've got the uh, the qualifications to start that um, and obviously the media stuff and and continue to play um, so yes. at the minute I there's there's you know I want to stay in, in the world of sport, uh, yes. in football I, you know I, it's been my whole life and um I feel like I've, you know, I sort of I've got to the edge now. Even when I was at Norwich, I was that
0: mentor to the younger lads coming through, and I yes. I, I would love to be able to
1: continue to do that and and help as many people as, as I possibly can.
0: Brilliant. And and Matt, you've had an absolutely fantastic career. You don't need me to tell you that. Um, you've you, you've alluded to how special that time was for you at Walls. If there's one memory that you can look back on from your time at Wolves and, you know, an abiding memory that always puts a smile on your face, what is it, Matt? <sighs> I
1: don't know if I could just say one. I think, obviously, that, that title winning, winnings, even in the Championship, is just, it's, it's enjoyable because winning games and winning trophies is enjoyable. Yes, enjoyable. That's just, it was just such a good year of football we used to, as, as a whole squad, even like the wives and girlfriends, used to all go out together and enjoy yourself because we were just riding that wave of winning games and yeah. enjoying your football. It was it was fantastic. But there's that. Um, and I think the importance of the, for me, you know, one goal particularly, everyone says, what's your favourite goal? It's not necessarily my favourite goal, but it's just the, the goal against Villa, the volley. Yeah, that yeah. goal,
0: when I, when I got called up for England after that win, Yeah, and that goal and Capello. When I sort of spoke to him when I first got to England, he was like, basically said that that yeah he was undecided and that goal got me in the England squad. So it's it's the importance of it as well. I think so. Them them sort of that them two. I suppose if I can have two, them to do with my you can have two memories. Brilliant. Well, Matt, once again, absolute consummate gentleman. I knew you would be. Was really looking forward. to to having you on the podcast Um, some great stories I'm glad that you remember your time at Wolves so fondly because I can assure you the Wolves fans still hold you you know very dear to their hearts thank you for representing our great club thank you for winning the league you know 809 and playing your part in keeping us in the Premier League for three years and you are welcome on the podcast anytime Matt (laughs) thank you very much indeed cheers thanks Matt